0: It's Barely on Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans, by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely on Topic. It is uh, a few weeks since we last recorded. We're recording on a Saturday. It is July 2nd. Oh, yes. It's the day after Canada Day. It's the day after Canada Day. How was Canada Day yesterday, Jeff?
1: I mean, like, Julie's working, so I just sort of hung out with the pets. Did some gardening, took the dog for a walk, you know. Those are all fine
0: Canada Day things to do. Were you polite? Were you reasonable? I don't even know if I talked
1: to other people yesterday, except (laughs) when she got home.
0: Well, were you polite to Mm. her? Yes. Were you reasonable? Mm. Okay. Well, there you go. Did you call her buddy, pal, friend? One of my favorite reactions to Canada Day is always Andrew Ference. He always posts something from South Park (laughs) about Canada Day. So here we are, and we are one day removed from a big announcement by the Boston Bruins. An announcement that only took them oh, I don't know. Uh, let's see, 25 days to make and that they've hired a a new head coach. But before we get into that, I want to just say, because I would be remiss and I will forget about this. So before we get into the new head coach, let's talk about the Be Wrong with BOT NHL Bracket Challenge. And I haven't done any introductions yet. Boy, I am. okay. I'm going to skip all that we're going to skip all that. I'm going to cut all that out. (laughs) I got summer brain right now. I was in Newport and I'm back two weeks now, but that's okay. Okay. Well, barely on topic. (laughs) No, I'm not restarting. Before we get into any real Bruins news, I'm going to do introductions. I'm VA, of course. I'm here with Jeff. Yo. And Nick. Hey, y'all. On his uh, Technicolor Dream Camera. Yes, yes. It seems to be right right now, but who knows what will happen in two seconds. Oh, no, it's not right here. That's not what I'm seeing. No, I see it. He's wearing an orange shirt. Uh, the background couch is kind of like a. Oh no! I see, see,
1: Nick's mainly in like green and in green and black for me, and then there's like random like yellow spots elsewhere on his camera. Wow.
0: no nope, not me now. Yeah. He he looks perfectly normal. He looks like Nick and regular human colors, but he did look the other way before. It was like an impressionism kind of thing. I don't know, but anyway. Tim, unfortunately Ah, there we go. Look at that. Um. T- <laughs> Tim (laughs) I'm sorry Tim uh, is unfortunately under the weather so uh, he is not joining us today so sorry all the Tim fans Um, he'll be back next time but anyway before I get into the Bruin stuff I need to talk about the BOT the be wrong with BOT bracket challenge and we have a winner with 341 points which is pretty astounding our winner was the Run's dad voice, Russ Hallowell. He has received his cup. We will share the pictures of him receiving his cup and parading it around. He even took a sip out of it. A sip of bubbly out of it. I can't wait to find out the exploits for the rest of the summer of the cup. <laughs> I'm very excited about that. Uh, it's the first year we've actually given away a cup. Yes, it's real. Yes, it happened. I have a master cup at home with that printed so next year i'll print somebody else's name give away another cup it's going to be fun and jeff i'm sorry that you came in second place um you were so close but so far away
1: i i dropped the ball on just a few too many series early in there or early on i could there was no way to close the gap even though thing, even though i did get the breaks my, my way right
0: yep yeah, i mean i was right on Most of the series in the first round, except for like, I didn't have the abs, uh, you know, like um, um, polishing off. I I I didn't have any sweeps. Right. But I got a lot of series right and and a lot of the the games right. But then after that, I got nothing right. (laughs) That's how you end up with like 106 points. Uh, So that's how it goes. Uh, But anyway... So congratulations to Russ, long-time listener, long-time friend of the pod, and he got it, and yay! All right, now let's actually talk about the Bruins. I don't know if I'm ever going to cut out any of the other stuff there. Summer brain. Okay. Okay, so the Bruins have actually finally hired a head coach. It only took them 25 days. Uh, in contrast, uh, Bruce Cassidy was without a job for, like, what, six or seven days? Yeah,
1: but like I, you know what that says is just a lot about the the quality of the non-Cassidy pool, right? He floated right to the top of the available pool for other teams when he became available, but you know, the rest of the available coaches we're not we're not stellar. No, nope, and, and most teams that made hires made suspect choices.
0: Yeah, like DeBoer
1: <laughs> in Dallas. DeBoer. <laughs> Maurice going to, to Florida. Yeah, that guy gave up on
0: his team in the middle of the year.
1: And and the
2: Red Wings hired a a guy.
0: A scary looking one guy. One of the Tampa
1: assistants. That was probably a done deal ages ago because it mm-hmm. happened about, you know, moments after he lost the cup. Right. right. So.
0: Oh, yeah. Tampa I mean, also, that's lost probably one cup. of the
1: other. That's probably one of the actual, you know, uh, like savvy hires. Or like freaking Winnipeg hiring bonus. Oh man, sixty-seven. Just let him die or retire, whatever it is he was going to do instead.
2: I feel like the Bruins made the best coaching hire.
0: Okay, well, let me just say the guy who's hired by the Red Wings. I think I'm just going to call him Uncle Fester because that's what he looks like to me. I'm not wrong. I
1: mean, a lot of a lot of coaches got looks like that. It's just a very coachy look.
0: It's a scary look. I mean, and I love the I Addams mean, like, family. we just hired
1: a guy with no hair, too, right? So, uh, he it's, does it's not look like Uncle
0: it. Fester, though. <laughs> that guy was truly terrifying looking. <laughs>
1: anyway, so after spending <laughs> weeks of being worried it would be um, uh, David Quinn and, like, Pluto really trying to terrorize us into a, into expecting it to be Quinn... And also, you know, Leach always coming up in every report, but then there was never anything specific about Leach ever.
0: Nope. Nope. I wouldn't have even known that he made it to a second interview had they not said that the final three How candidates.
1: And been thrown in at the end of almost every story about the coaching Mentioned They're also talking to Leach, but never heard a specific mention of his interviews. No. Right.
0: Well, they finally decided on Jim Montgomery.
1: Yeah. And... I mean, and this isn't an endorsement to the fact that we needed a coach, but, like, this looks like actually a really great hire.
0: It probably is, although I'm still angry. I'm still angry. Oh,
1: absolutely, absolutely, yes.
0: I, I fell in deep like with Bruce Cassidy. I am not through my stages of grief over that. I'm in the vengeance stage. So it's like... You know, that stage of grief where I just want Donnie and Kim fired no matter what. So I don't want to root against the team. I just don't want anything good to happen to those two. And that's these are two positions that can't possibly happen. You can't root against your team or root for your team and hope that the front office just goes away and gets fired. You know, it's really hard. So, but I'm in the vengeance seeking part of my my grief. You know, it's a little known part of the grief process, but I'm there. I'm not super excited about Montgomery right now, and that's okay. I I agree with the idea that maybe it they did need a different voice and yes, they need somebody who can figure out the whole 5 on 5 scoring thing because that is so so much of a sine wave. <laughs> You know? Yeah. So it it's so peaks and valleys, it is just not a good thing. Not very consistent, you know, getting more out of certain players if they're still gonna be around, I don't even know because there's so many so many things that have to happen this off season to make this team into what it will be. I read Fluto's article last night and it sounds to me that the Bruins were trying to hire somebody they thought would be best for the young guys. And I think that's a smart move because that's the way this team is trending. A lot of young guys. Right. And they cited uh, his uh, making Robert Thomas into what he is now from what he was before, you know, 22 year old center who uh, had a career year last year, I think. Right. So he has the ability to get, people on board with him. You know, it's convincing that it's the right thing. And that's fine. That's that you're right. That's, that's what we need. I'm just, I'm still just, he a- sounds
1: like the kind of coach that can get players to run through a wall for him. Right. Um, and you know what? Cassidy, great coach. Never got that vibe that he was in all that kind of guy. Right. Didn't need to be because of because of the quality of the coaching, but sometimes, eh, well,
0: well, we had more veteran presence when he started then. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I I really hate to think that the team is run by a bunch of young guys right now. Like, but they're the voices that are coming up in the room. And I, I will say, I, I I really think that what did Bruce Cassidy in was probably Jake DeBrusque. And I'm not saying he treated Jake DeBrusque poorly. I'm just saying that Cam thinks he treated him poorly because I think it was a, a sock in the eye. Like, uh, a black eye on the on the Bruins that they had a uh, player like Jake DeBrusque say that he wanted to be traded very publicly. But you know the thing about that about that is like that,
1: that it doesn't say good things about Sweeney that he can't see that like when faced with the situation Jake fucking sulked for a year and a goddamn half. I I'm not saying. <laughs> I I look. I'm just
0: saying what I'm just. I I'm just
1: saying it's like that's 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 a pretty grim statement about Sweeney. Okay, he's taking the side of the player that sulks, sulks for that much time when put in that, in that situation.
0: Well, if you think about it, like he needs Jake DeBrus to be successful because everybody's going to think about that draft and it, whether or not it was Sweeney's fault because he just took on the role. People will keep coming back about that draft, and this, and you know what? What I've learned about this whole front office is they don't want to talk to the press, they don't want to deal with the press, but they definitely don't want negative press, right?
1: Which is actually that but I was thinking about this, like you know, they just hired Montgomery, who's like really, really, really good with the press. Sweeney was really, really good with the press. You I mean kind of wonder if that's part of the, Cassidy, I wonder if that's part of the front office philosophy is hire a coach. That's really good with the press. So the rest of us can hide.
0: I think it is. <laughs> it's
1: like, you know, because like, you know, like some coaches are really awful with the press. Right. And like, that would be, oh God, think about how brutal that would be. This team if if, if a coach that, would, that didn't give useful statements.
0: Yeah. Uh, the only thing I know about Jim Montgomery was I saw him do some press stuff when he was with Dallas and He was personable, he was liked, you know, he seemed like a really fun guy um, who, like, you know, took it seriously enough, but didn't take it so seriously. Now, of course, he was in the midst of his own battles at that point, which Mm -hmm. we will touch on a little bit, but then I don't ever want to talk about it again. I don't know if I should talk about it right now. But anyway, I'm just saying, like, I think that's perfectly plausible because... Neither Sweeney nor Neely want to talk to the press. It's obvious. It really is. When you make press announcements or you release announcements uh, through the media, but with don't come in and have a, a thing. Uh, I'm trying to say don't have media availability afterwards because yesterday was a press release. Right. And yeah, even a good news, like news that people are going to be excited
1: about because it wasn't David Quinn or Joe Sacco. (laughs) And they still bury it at 3 p.m. on a fucking Friday (laughs) going into a holiday
0: weekend. Yep. I knew that that announcement was going to happen yesterday. I knew. I don't even understand it. Like this is like this is is all
1: positive news that has been universally received fantastically by people that aren't assholes. We'll get to that, I guess. Yep, 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 yep. So why would you bury that? Like, like, if you're a team with some PR issues at the moment, like, that's not how that's fucking done. No. Um. Yeah,
2: and they're not going to have media availability to July
1: 11th.
0: Oh, I thought they were going to do some media availability during Montreal.
1: Uh, I think for you know, the. They're coach. not doing a joint one with, with Montgomery. Yeah. It's, it's so supposed real. to be Montgomery with with Sweeney and Neely on the 11th. So Why? Wait. Oh my. Yeah. God. yeah. Why? Oh. I mean, at least it's still before free agency, but like, seriously, yeah.
0: When they uh-huh. hired Bruce Cassidy officially, that guy was on every radio station. Like, the I mean, next day. I mean, it was day. also in
1: season, though, right? Yeah but yeah no no
0: no no when they fight when they hired him officially like he was the interim during the season but when they they made the decision after the season was over that guy was on every radio station talking like i just don't get this is like again like this is a you guys did a good in your
1: hiding i don't understand the only thing i did a good under the circumstances in their hiding i should say
2: i mean montgomery he is in st louis that's where he lives and my only thought would be is hey i'm on vacation this week let's just do it when i get back but i don't know maybe you just say hey just fly me up for a day we'll have a press conference and i'll go back to or hell you've like in some like bigger free agencies you've seen the gms
1: go to the player or the coach where they're at and have well, the press well the john Tavares fight. thing remember they were, they were holding court yeah no, they they would, they would talk to no one that didn't go to see them.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, look, if it's Montgomery and his wishes and stuff, and and he's on vacation or wants to, you know, have some quiet time with his family before the announcement, official announcement. Great, that's fine. I I don't have any issue with that. Okay, if it's on Montgomery's side, but knowing what I know about these two other people and how much they hate the press. I'm just gonna have to like I'm skewing that way okay I'm just I I, I feel like <laughs> it's just like Jeff said you guys have a good thing to say and and you're just and this is what you're doing are are,
1: are they gonna bury Bergeron and Krejci sign, sign, signing matching league men deals at like like 6pm on a Friday or something now is this how this is gonna work
0: probably <laughs> i i i don't know i I just it's look i am used to a patriots team where the coach doesn't like the coach and the gm he's the all-encompassing doesn't really like talking to the media but he does it okay i just i can't help but think that Sweeney and Neely are fucking cowards, and it really irritates the crap out of me. Okay? And so, again, it comes to the whole, like, rooting for the team, but rooting against the front office thing. Uh, whatever. But let's talk about Montgomery a little bit more. Okay? This guy has winning records wherever he goes. Post-seasons, for sure. Right? So that's good. They want, they, you know, Sweeney and Neely both want a competitive team while we're trying to figure shit out. Right.
1: So that's and, good. And he's got that record. He's got that record, you know, and he coached for three years in the USHL, won uh, two uh, Clark Cups in that time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then uh, was, what was that, four years in the in Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, and Final four, all four years, won the championship, the last one.
0: Yep. Multiple NHL players came out of that program. So, yep.
1: And then, like, he had a really good record in Dallas before personal issues. Of course, let's let's open this one right out. He 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 had an alcohol abuse problem, and it resulted in a undescri- a uh, unexplained, but hinted here and there about the nature to it. But we're not going to talk about that because that's all speculative, uh, unprofessional conduct incident that resulted in him being fired with cause.
0: Right. Now, I was listening to 98.5 Sports Hub yesterday, um, and uh, it was the Beetle and Zoe show, or Zoe and Beetle. Zoe and the Beetle, yeah. Um, And they have a third person who does the the sports flashes, but also comes in on the conversation to Hardy, right? And Hardy is a recovering alcoholic, has been for many years, right? So he had some insight here when beetle was focusing a little bit too much on the alcoholism and the cause of his firing and it had long been known that he had had a dwi uh when he was uh with rpi um so it was very public it was known you know he went to rehab and somewhere along the line he started drinking again and and so I thought Hardy had some really good points about how, like, look, you know, they might have had a clause when he first started there saying, like, if your drinking gets out of check, if you fall out of line, uh, if you do something, we're going to fire you. I mean, it whatever happened, they needed to get their legal counsel involved to make sure that firing him was appropriate. But they might have had him on a very short leash to begin with. I don't know why he got why he got fired, but it's obvious that the alcohol, whatever he was going through, it was making life a little more challenging for him. And and even though he had a great record coaching, it's obvious that his his personal life or his life out, you know, in general was not so great. If that's what was happening, if he was drinking more, he's since gone to rehab. He got hired within ten months to go back to assistant coach with the uh the blues everybody speaks so highly of him and you know i'm not going to use somebody's alcoholism against him and i think Honestly, that's basically like, what hardy was saying is like you know it's it's something that you you have to live with and you have to to make sure that you don't fall into the same problems
1: i mean like i don't know maybe maybe i don't know if players think this way again not an athlete but like it's someone who just, you know, has 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 been to the bottom of the belly to face their demons and bounce back and that quickly. That's the kind of fucker I want to follow into battle. Yeah. Like, I, like I, could, I could definitely see him getting teams to overachieve.
0: Yeah, I, I, that seems to be his personality in general. Yes. Yeah. I I look at it this way. Look, I, I really don't want the Boston media to focus on this thing, on this aspect of him. Because this is something that he went through two and a half years ago and he shouldn't have to go through it all the time. Nobody should. Just just for the record, nobody should. We all have our demons. And so I think it's one of those things we will talk about it here right now and then we're not going to talk about it again. Unless for some reason it, it results in him being fired. But I don't want to talk about it anymore.
1: Or if he opens up with detail at some point in some interview and it becomes relevant.
0: Yeah, (laughs) right, right. And fine, then it's fair game, I guess. But it's like, I just I don't want to focus on that. I don't want to focus on potential negatives for anybody. I just wonder why isn't there a program for coaches like there is a program for Hmm. players? Yeah. And he's a former player, by the way.
1: Well, and there's things, like, for coaches, honestly, you'd think it would be almost a higher risk because, like, their jobs aren't safe.
0: No. 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 Cassidy got that team that somehow or another Don Sweeney thought, well, this is a contender. He got that team without a true second-line center to almost the second round of the playoffs, and he got fired. I
2: wonder if there isn't more support for coaches. Well, because number one, there's not as many of them. So I guess I I wonder if there's a coaching union for them.
0: Very true. I did not know about that. I didn't think about that. There probably isn't.
2: Or if there is, it's probably just more of a, yeah, yeah. it's like a a professional organization more so than what the players have, uh, which is, you know, There's a lot lot of players in the NHL compared to management.
0: I know. I just think this is something that the NHL should consider. Um, They should consider this because these are all high-pressure, high-stress jobs and well-paying jobs, but that doesn't mean that you are um, immune from life's pressures uh, or any pressures at all. Um, So I just feel like If the league wants to seem more supportive, that's a step that they could make. Because it seems to me that he and any coach might just feel like they're on their own with their issues. And that's a really dangerous place to be when you feel like that. It sounds like a support network is good and that that they will continue to, to make it a good place for him so that he doesn't have any any further issues. I mean, mm. we've all struggled with our things. Oh, yeah. We have all dealt with them or are dealing with them, okay? So it's like nobody should feel like they're alone and nobody should be stigmatized because of a, a drinking problem. You know, especially, especially if you get help for it, you know, and continue to seek help. So I, I just feel like, it is something to know about him, but it is not the thing that we ever want to focus on. Okay. Yeah,
2: it, it's it's an aspect of him. I certainly don't think it defines him. No. Uh, no. Uh, if anything, it's yeah. You, you 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 celebrate this guy. He's uh he's overcome a lot. Um, he's a fighter. He should be again celebrated and respected, not you know whispered and talked about in his back sort of thing. Well, you know, none of that.
0: Yeah, I mean the fact yeah. that he still wants to be involved in hockey, uh, yeah. in the NHL, and was back in the <laughs> NHL like ten months later, you know, should be uh, looked at to towards his resilience, you know, rather than uh, you know uh, uh, his- also
1: managing to to, to to kick it during the the uh, earlier stages of the playoffs of the of the of the pandemic, right? He was fired only two months before the pandemic, really, you know. Yeah. Like uh- damn. Not directly related, but I was, you know, when the Bruins hired
2: Jim Montgomery, I'm like, oh, right, just do some Googling, some Googling. Um, and I found an article from 2018 in which he states that, uh, uh, i quote, you only have one brain, uh, referring to player safety and, and returning to them from concussions. So he's very much, I think even before all this, he, he's very much a person who's aware of that, you know, you need to take care of yourself. You need to take care of your players, you need to take care of your brain. Mm-hmm. You, you know, so I, I don't I I'm excited. If I, I I'm excited about uh, our new coach. Bro, excuse me, Boston Bruin's new coach. He's not my coach. Mm-hmm. I'm my own coach.
1: And I gotta say, um I mean like I feel bad because but Tim couldn't be with us today. And this, you know, Jim Montgomery is literally like the Yes you mean black bear graves
0: i know i know yeah. i mean I A, D. his number is retired by the black bears he, he,
1: he still holds the, the the scoring record for the program
0: oh, sure
1: he played more than one season he would have beat him but that's neither here nor there right. um
0: <laughs> oh man poor tim maybe tim can like <laughs> Tim will next time Tim's on. We'll just let him go off on that. Yeah. yeah, just have his little, his humane black bear great moment. You know, I mean, I I thought it was just he was a, a humane black bear great just by nature of being there. You know, like Bob Beers and like yeah him right and Jeremy Swayman and 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 whatnot. But nope, nope, humane black bear great. Hey, he'll probably get along very well with Jeremy Swayman.
1: Yes. Yeah. And, um, uh, um, uh, the, uh, the, the goaltending development coach there, Mike Dunham is also a, a oh main teammate. main great. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They were
0: teammates. Oh, okay. So we got this little thing going on, this brewing, uh, this, uh, yeah, there's, you, this,
1: there's this whole main goaltending and coaching thing going on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I interesting. I
2: have to get myself a, a, a main black bear hockey jersey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, so he was the coach at the University of Denver, of course, um, and uh, that's where my dad got his masters. By the way.
0: Oh, oh really? Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay.
2: Much you know, way before uh, he was the coach, of course. But um, think my dad your dad, dad
0: wasn't playing when you know hockey when when that was happening. No, no, he
2: wasn't. <laughs> no, my dad got his masters in 1984.
0: Oh, well, that changes things.
2: Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> they were good at uh, hockey back then, actually.
0: Well, they should be good at something considering I'd never heard them for anything else.
1: <laughs> oh. Anyway, so uh, Bruins, of course, still have some uh, uh, staff vacancies now, right? Um, there's, of course, they they have a vacant uh, assistant coach spot. What do you think will happen with with um, uh, Sacco and and, and Kelly?
2: I think Sacco goes. I think Kelly stays. Uh,
1: it's kind of where I'm thinking as well, but I wouldn't rule out Sacco staying. But I'm just like, that's really weird for an assistant coach to outlive multiple bosses.
0: They both have years on their contracts. Um, they are yeah, both but defensive like, minded. Only pay an
1: assistant a couple hundred thousand, though, right? So,
0: well, I mean, what you're saying that that Sacco wouldn't want that?
1: No, I'm saying that like not having to pay them to not work was like just piss in the pot for the, for the Jacobs Even oh. as miserly as they may be. <laughs> uh, also they're paying also Montgomery's a pretty inexpensive coach at only 2 million a year.
0: Yeah. I thought that was oh, really weird that, that they announced that. Yeah. A three year deal for 2 yeah, million two, per. Yeah. That is cheap. That is, but I mean, it's not
1: like, it's not like super cheap for coaches, but like it's become cheap. Like, uh, compared to well, what what the Leafs are still paying Babcock, for example. Um,
0: <laughs> Look, this well, is only his second NHL coaching, true. like head coaching stint, and he's also on a redemption tour, I guess we'll say yeah. still. Mm-hmm. So, even though like it wasn't his coaching that was the problem. So
1: I, I don't know. But I like, just Montgomery's gonna want his own staff, presumably, right? So but he can definitely
2: have, he definitely has room for one. So that's good. But I was thinking with Sacco, okay. This is my my thing. I definitely think uh, a new head coach will have conversations with his his new assistants. And if you're Sacco, you've been around for the Bruins now a very long time. In essence, you've been passed on for the head coaching gig now twice. Do you even want to stick around with an organization like that? Where if he applied for the position, interviewed,
1: he probably is looking to expand his role. And he's been an NHL coach. You got to know he's going to w- once back in. Yeah. So
2: that's why I think he doesn't come back. And I'm sure these coaches can have honest conversations. Hey, Mr. Sacco, you know, what What do you feel? It's like, well, I want to be a head coach. It's like, well, do you want us to, do you want me to be nice to you and fire you so you can start really
1: looking around and take your time? Yeah, sure. That'd be great. All right. When well, you're fired, here you go. Um, uh here's yeah, you know, no, there's still a there's still a head coaching position open because the ja because the sharks were like real douches and only just fired Bob Boner yesterday yeah that was weird
0: that yeah the whole coaching staff is gone there, so
2: yeah, Jay leach, next head coach of the sharks, that's my guess,
0: well, you know what, okay, all I know about Sacco and uh Kelly is what i was reading yesterday was that their jobs might be safe. Mm-hmm. And that they are defensive minded, especially uh, Chris Kelly is is kind of in charge of defensive forwards, right? And that's a and that's that also overlaps with Montgomery, right? So I don't know. Uh, I don't really know what. So we can expect
1: someone a power play coach seems to be the gap
0: then, probably. Yeah. Mark
1: Savard, come is on. Is that down. Mark Savard's music? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be a really great return for him, wouldn't it?
1: It would. Because he's not ready to be an NHL head coach, but like that kind of position.
0: Yeah, and I also think that my opinion is if Sacco goes, he should try to coach an a- AHL team. I feel like he might have a better chance at getting in to a head coaching job in the NHL by going back the AHL route. A lot of different coaches have done that. So I'm curious why he hasn't done that, but that's okay. Yeah. Go be a head coach in the AHL, you know, get your bona fides right, and then come back. That's what I would do. Now, I want to talk about Jay Leach now for a minute Hmm. because he was the presumptive lead candidate because there was just something strange about how he left last year. The timing was very odd Yeah In the context of the Pandolfo thing <laughs> This is what I've been thinking about for the last week And I didn't share it in any of our chats Because I wanted it to be fresh Alright Do you think that Jay Leach Took a look at what was coming up Through the pipeline Or it was in the pipeline for prospects And just was like nah I'm gonna take my chances elsewhere
1: and went somewhere with actually no prospects. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> OK, like like literal, not metaphorical, no prospects, but literally an empty depth chart.
0: <laughs> well, it could be that he saw what was coming and he wasn't really like happy with how few were going to probably make it up this way. Um But also I my theory on why he went with Seattle was that Haxtell is going to get fired haxtell is just a matter of time because he's just not an nhl coach no no, he's just he's just bad (laughs) yeah so it's just a matter of time before haxtell gets it sometime this season i think he's gonna get fired it's just it's gonna happen and jay leach is in a great position to be the fire under somebody's ass to either make them succeed or um they fail and he takes over I, i just feel like he's like you know A lot of people are hot on him, you know, maybe stay, maybe he interviewed with the Bruins because it was a good opportunity to interview, but he had reasons why he left, you know, we don't know what they are. And maybe he just didn't really want, maybe he wanted the experience to interview for the NHL head job, um, for whatever that is and uh, whatever that experience is. And then he just was like, well, I had fundamental problems with you guys. I didn't want to stay.
1: I mean, ultimately, too, it may just be a case of they decided the Bruins are still trying to be competitive and they don't see Leach as that coach yet.
0: Yep, it could be that, too. Now, with Quinn, you know I love a Rhode Islander, even if he's from Cranston. <laughs> I love a Rhode Islander. I I don't know if I wanted David Quinn to be the next coach of the, the Bruins, but I think that Quinn has to do the same route that I'm recommending that Sacco should do. I mean, he's already doing the, the, the men's team, the national team, right? So like I yeah. think he's is he coaching the juniors on that as well? Fine. That that's good stuff. That's good experience. I mean that,
1: that that got Torx back in, that got Biosma back in, getting back in did not work out for Dan Biosma. But um <laughs>
0: No, I'm just saying like <laughs> I think that's the route that David Quinn should do. Unless, oddly enough, he gets hired as an assistant. I don't know. But I I feel like, you know, there are ways that he can get back into head coaching. I'm not saying, look, it wasn't a great run in in New York for him for lots of reasons. And he has to take some of that blame, too.
1: Well, my only comment on Quinn, and this was honestly the thing that scared me the most, is that I'm of the view that apart from a few players not having developed to the right step yet, on paper, I you can't say this year's Rangers squad was any better than the one that the the, the than the one that Quinn coached last year. Mm-hmm. So you're just saying it's Gallant? I mean, like, like fuck. I mean, subtract Bush Nevich and, and replace him with Goudreau is a net downgrade and a big one, right? So anyway, that's my view. It's just like I think Quinn's just not. Any good, and at the same time, it's like, well, yeah, you know, there's a lot of guys. It's their second shot, shot second chance when they do well, you know. And of course, yes, Cassidy, Sullivan, Baruby. This was really bad during that first stint with the Flyers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to
2: mention that Jay Leach's uncle, who's also named Jay Leach, I think is the the coach of uh University of Maine hockey team. Just wanna.
0: Oh wow! Uh, oh. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. See, I always think of Jay Leach as the ex-husband of Catherine Tappen.
2: No, uh,
0: well, not not I, the I, humane coach, the the actual yeah. Jay Leach. Yeah,
2: yeah. And again, um, uh, his uncle Jay Leach is a uh, associate head coach, so he's a coach. Uh, okay, okay, okay. But again, he's got a lot lot of Maine happening.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, as for other coaches, it uh, sounds like goalie Bob is going to stay. Yes.
1: Uh, you know, I mean, like, with the, unless they're unless the coach is Mitch Korn, goalie coaches aren't really part of the coaching staff. They're their own.
0: They're their own show. Yeah. I that love like- goalie Bob, and I. It would break. Oh, goalie my Bob's
1: heart. great. I mean, there's a reason he's been there since before Julianne.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, I love goalie Bob. He retired. From playing, and then he was like, "I'm just gonna be the goalie coach for the Bruins forever." That was his decision making, you know.
1: And now he's on his like, you know, fifth or sixth head coach.
0: You know? <laughs> yeah, he's he's the cockroach. He's just gonna outlive them all. Although I do not like his take on cranberry sauce.
2: Just taking cranberry sauce.
0: He said it's garbage.
2: Oh no 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 no! You know what? I got some news for you. Me and Bob.
1: Agree, no, Now, Are you talking in general or like you know, you know, because like don't get me wrong, you could convince me if you're only talking about the the one that stays shaped like a can, but the, the non whole berry kind. I'm like, okay, that's not great, but
2: I'm not, yeah. not a cranberry, cranberry sauce, sauce perfect, fan, so.
1: no matter how you slice or dice it.
0: Okay, I used to think that I liked cranberry sauce with a little bit of orange in it, but now I've decided I don't. So it's like straight cranberry, I can take it gelled, I can take it whole berry, I make my own. Okay? Whole berry. I make my own. But I'll eat it anyway because I just love it. Okay? I love it, love it, love it. So, I can... Look, I can understand if you don't like it, but you don't call it garbage.
2: Okay. I'm not going to not gonna call any food garbage unless it's literal garbage. Like, I'm eating this trash can. But no, no, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. My dad loves it. Go figure.
0: I just... I. I can't help but remember last year how Nick Filoni, Filoni no, Felino was foisting candy corn on everybody, and then Pasta was eating. He's like, "I don't want any more. Do I have to eat?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is so adorable. But anyway, I don't know what's going to happen with the staff. I I kind of hope that Chris Ke- Kelly stays because it's it's fun to have Chris Kelly around, even. If you only see him for part of the time behind the bench or I don't know. There's just something about his very same facial expression all the time that is reassuring for me. Maybe because I started being a fan when he was playing and he's just a blank kind of person. And I like it. I don't know. It's like sometimes you ascribe these personalities to people that don't have personalities. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like okay, Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I liked how he used to tell he's like, "Oh, I, my first my first uh hockey stick I got from from Walmart and was the kind where it's like it came in two pieces. So, like I'd break the blade and I'd go and return it and get another one. So, it it kept working for him and it was like, "Oh, that's great."
2: <laughs> I think the last NHL player to use a two-piece stick Was Patrick Marlowe?
0: Oh my god!
2: Um, in for a while he was yeah he was the the only guy in the NHL using a two piece stick. Wow, wow. To the point where like even equipment managers were like, I saw a video on it. Equipment managers like, yeah we don't we don't know how to get them. (laughs) 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 So like Marlowe was working directly with manufacturers and just like. Buying their backlog, their back stock, um, and having them repainted to match like current NHL marketing standards and stuff. Like he was using Reebok stuff. Reebok hasn't made NHL sticks in forever because uh, CCM bought them. Um, but yeah, so he's getting like old Reebok back, like old stock. And the since you can't actually use Ree- they can't have a Reebok logo uh, on NHL ice. He had it, Had it painted uh like ccm which is actually very common a lot of these players will use old stock or extremely custom sticks but they don't have the licensing rights to for, for broadcast and so they, they they're painted something else
0: interesting anyway, i did not know that little
2: well little, i mean i love gear i love jerseys i love talking love, I, I should start a podcast just about bass strings i can talk all day about bass strings
1: but anyway, this is like um, when I when I cross country skied semi competitively. Like we had trouble finding poles that were uh, you know, that were long enough for me without having like too many natural breakpoints. And like in the next town over, a guy that like makes roller skis and 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 uh, and, and buys and assembles uh, poles to sell under his own brand like went like crazy trying to find stuff for me. And for a while, I was using these like Russian ones that were never available outside of the Soviet Union. Wow. I still managed to break those suckers, but anyway. Um, <laughs> I also backtrack a bit. You used to sounds like you were.
2: You said you used to like ski semi professionally.
1: No, 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 semi competitively. Competitively, okay,
2: that's my I misspoke. Yeah, I didn't know that. I Didn't know that about you. Learned something new.
1: Yeah, yeah, my my brothers and I all, all all did. Um, my youngest was quite good. Um, hmm. he almost made the the uh, the, the nCA NCAA team at UVM. If he'd gone to a different school, he probably would have walked on hmm. to the team. Mm. Um, was, and I, if this
2: is getting off topic. Well, we're barely on topic. Uh, was your height a hindrance or just a, a thing? I was obviously it was a hindrance probably for get, getting gear, but.
1: Well, yeah. So for like, for like both of them, um, height and weight, cause I, I, I again, I wasn't like uh, semi-competitively least even being generous to me. Um, so like a lot of like, like competitive men's gears are big men. Mm, okay. Long, long, long limbed and so forth, particularly arms, broad shoulder. But I was pretty tall for it, and again, because like you need a lot of flex in your sticks, in your ski poles, and when you have them at maximum length, basically, because if I'd get poles, that you, you can't, they get cut down usually, and mine would be full length, stick the baskets and grips on it, and hope it's enough, and to, mm and so I and I never would and like we had we started spending a lot of money on like really high end poles, which would have been, would have been a waste. I probably wouldn't have had that issue. But like I also wasn't good enough to justify that kind of gotcha. expense. Okay. So random experimental stuff the guy had in his warehouse were, were more in the uh, appropriate price bracket while finding me gear that wouldn't be, that, that would actually work. Fun.
0: How how tall are your other brothers?
1: Drew's five nine, maybe five ten, Tristan's five ten or eleven. How tall is my your My Dad's only five nine my dad's only five nine, my mom's five seven. Whoa. Where did you get that tall? Um, the men on my mom's side of the family are, are, are tall. Not as tall as I am, but like my grandfather and my uncles were all well, at least as far as I know, I've never met either of my uncles, but yeah, we're we're we're, we're taller men. Wow. But like still like right around the six foot mark. So I'm still, you know, just I'm a little still I'm still out there a ways, but but like whereas like on my d- dad's side of the family, um, with the exception of my of of, of his brother in law, um he was the, the tallest by blood in the family, um, prior to uh to his brother in law and his sister having a having a son and then me being born, both of whom are are, are quite a bit taller than my father. Oh wow. Yeah, but five nine. He was the tall man in the family until Barbara married Bernard. Yeah, yeah.
0: All the men in my family are five nine or five seven. I think my brother, my one brother Mark, is five seven. My other brother is five nine.
1: So, like, not just low average, but some of them are straight up short. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm
0: actually the tallest woman in my family hmm. by many inches. I'm five five. Uh, my sister is like five one. My mom was five feet. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh my niece, uh Stephanie is uh four ten. Whoa! Yeah, and her daughter's taller than her. Yeah, we are not a tall family at all. And that's why <laughs> I think that's why I was uh like I've always been attracted to tall people because I've determined that since I'm short or so I guess I'm like kind of medium size, but since I'm short, I need somebody who's tall. <laughs> <laughs> it works out pretty well. I mean, I'm like Glenn, go get that thing for me. Uh, Cause he's six feet tall. So it all works out. Uh, I was just curious uh, because I just assumed that everybody in your family was super tall, Jeff. Um, uh, you, no, no. Do you know that John Krasinski is the shortest member, uh, the shortest male member of his family? at six four. He has Whoa, brothers Jesus. he has brothers that are six seven and six ten. Fuck. Yeah. It's yeah. Chara sized.
1: It's bigger than Chara.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's Andrew's size. Um yes. So anyway, uh okay. <laughs> that was a nice little aside. I will you know, I'll probably feel better about the Montgomery hire when he speaks to the press and as time goes on and And I shift from my vengeance to gradually acceptance about the firing of of, uh, Bruce Cassidy. But, excuse me, it's still just getting to me that it's like he got snapped up in seven days, man. Seven days. It's not like Claude Julien who was snapped up in like, what, eight days by the Canadians because they only hire francophones. So that was different. It was like, oh, yeah, let's try this again yeah so okay so in the last uh in the last week we had heard that patrice bergeron is trending towards signing a one-year deal with the bruins but then we found out he was on vacation and that he was supposed to get together last week to talk to don sweeney and who knows if it happened and there's no word yet so okay and then what is this with all of these crazy rumors again? Because I just so Kevin Weeks
1: just did. Did they drop one of those? Oh, just saying tweets. Which, when you're an insider, is saying a lot usually. Even right, um, just had commenting on Krejci being in South Carolina. It's like, well, yeah, because that's where they live in the summer.
0: Yeah, but yeah, this is not this news. isn't new. <laughs> I always love his tweets because it's always like he's taking it from an angle, like like you only see part of his head. <laughs> I, I, he's
2: definitely leaned into it because for a while I think it was just like accidental, and then it became a thing. So
1: now, I, well, I, yeah, I, basically I, when he did it at the deadline, it's like okay, fuck it, garbage can on the head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, it was like there's this commercial that comes on every once in a while where it's like a, a you know, um, uh a couple of men like a a son and his father his father is like i don't know 60s or 70s right two black guys talking and and the guy goes dad this is facetime you should like show me your face he's like okay how's this and all you see is this right he's like dad maybe your whole face pull it back (laughs) that's what it reminds me of it's like uh, kevin weeks is showing his age he's an old He's an old. He doesn't know how to hold the camera of his phone. So he just does this really awkward thing. And I think it's hilarious, but yeah, um I I really wish that Creasy would put this thing to bed. I really do because I'm tired of it. I I don't think Creasy's coming back. Yeah. Um I think it I think it, a lot of it is like, you know, pie in the sky, hoping and praying and wishing and all of that stuff. And and you know what? If I'm wrong, fine, I'll be wrong. But I just don't think it's happening. I just don't want to get excited about this. Is it what we need? Yes. Yes, it is. But I don't want to get my hopes up about something that is not happening. Um, And I don't even know. I mean, how are they going to afford Patrice Bergeron at this point? Right? I I don't know. I I just don't.
1: mm. Well, that's just it. uh, The team is sitting at this precise moment with... uh with $2.38 million in cap space. Um, that's with Wagner projected on the roster, which is probably not going to happen, but...
0: Yeah, bury him again. That saves you, like, what, a million?
1: Yeah. So, subtract Wagner, add, add Bergeron. That's 12 for off, 12 forwards. So you still need an extra. So... Presumably, they're signing some signing a warm body, or you're expecting some combination of Lysel, McLaughlin, Studnika on the roster. Probably Studnika, because he's going to have to go through waivers.
0: Well, it's time for him to to get it together. To be honest, well,
1: you know, and there's the thing. It's like I, I'm actually full on expecting the next couple of weeks for things to get fucking weird. Well, I mean, look, you can look at... Sweeney has a mandate to, mandate to stay competitive. Mm-hmm. Has the security of an extension and the knowledge that things are about to fall on the, off a cliff. I think, I think we're going to see some interesting moves. Probably not this week at the draft, but maybe.
0: Well, he has to do something because to get Patrice Bergeron back, it means you need to fucking win it. Mm-hmm. Win it all. Yes. Okay? That, it's not like, oh, let's stay competitive. It is like, if you're bringing Bergeron back, you have to win it all. And it's going to be hard because you got three key players out until November, December. Yeah. It's okay. It's not the end of the world because St. Louis, two years in the last three or four years, has been like not competitive by January 1st, and then they turned it on. Okay? Mm -hmm. So it's not the end of the world. It doesn't mean that you can't be competitive. It's just like... You have to figure out what the best deal, it, I mean, what you what the best team you can make is. And it might not include Craig Smith, and it might not include Trent Frederick or Jack Stutnika or any of these players. I don't know. And God forbid, Nick Felino. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Nick Felino. Oh, God. I love Nick Felino, but. Mm.
1: And I won't believe it until I see it about the no buyouts, but. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to believe anything
0: Sweeney
2: says. But because, um,
0: because he's a fucking liar.
2: Yeah. I mean, hey, uh, a year ago we had, and was it Richie and, um, Kasha? Kasha. He he's indicated made three that, days he went
1: from, he's going to qualify both, which was unexpected. And then and it went to lol JK, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we're going to let them both walk. Oh, and they're signing with the Leafs because, yeah, definitely, uh, one in on that 2019 2020 um, Bruins roster if you wanted to win it all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Although, if, like, Nick Ritchie magically came back to the Bruins, like, for free, I would I would buy a Nick Ritchie jersey. Uh,
1: <laughs> I mean, like, you know, there are at least, there, there's some left wings that I would take him over on this roster.
2: Mm-hmm. Again, he's not coming back to the Bruins. I'm okay with that, but we're saying magically, it's like, oh,
1: yeah, we traded
2: you for future considerations. Like,
1: oh, I'm just thinking it's like, you know what? If they signed Nick Foligno at 3.8, why didn't they just re-sign Richie for what did he sign Toronto for? Less than yeah. that. And with the same
0: term. Mm-hmm. Have they ever had a seventh player award winner that they just got rid of the next season? <laughs> I that kid was so happy to get that award. He deserved it. And he, he was so happy. And then, Bye. I'm not complaining. I just... I don't think that... Yeah, he he signed for Richie's two, two years
1: 2.5. We absolutely, like... I hadn't really thought about that. It's like, why the fuck let Richie sign and then send Felino for more? Mm-hmm. Unless you weren't getting Richie at that number in Boston. Perhaps.
0: Well, I mean, he was an RFA still, wasn't he, in Boston? And then, he, basically, when they released him, he was a UFA.
1: Yes, but once he was out and about, it was... He gets take what take what people are willing to give him. Whereas in turn, I don't even know. Anyway, I, I don't know. I am all I'm, all I'm baffled. Is this something? How did I not think of this before either? Too like it just it's just something that never crossed my mind.
0: Well, shoulda, coulda, woulda. It's all done. But yeah, Nick Felino probably also needs to go. So Don Sweeney has to swing real big on this if he's getting Bergeron back for a one year because. We're not guaranteed any more of Bergeron after this, so go big. No, as, I, as I
1: said, I think he's going to get weird. I'm not sure like what he's going to do, but like it'll be interesting to watch. And like what he can do is with all these guys who are pending UFA's too. He can probably, knowing that you know Marchand and so forth are going to be out for a while, sign big on on, on a um, uh, on a UFA, and then trade one of these pending UFA's for peanuts in season to make cap space. Hmm. Okay. Like, so like, I I thought about it's like there is ways to use the LTIR here. You just got to be crafty. And it's going to require jettisoning uh, jettisoning other players partway through the season. All right. And because so few have term that actually seems possible.
0: Yep. Uh we've got several players on the last year of their deal. So I think what we should do for the next time that we get together or sometime in the future, uh we should compile a list of those who can possibly be on the way out and who could be on the way up and, or who could either be up or out. <laughs> it's a, it's a weird list. We'll come up with it. We're, let's not do it right now though. Okay. We've covered all the injury stuff before, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Fluto seems to be out of his downward spiral right now because they've hired a head coach. So let's see how long that lasts.
1: I mean, but like the day before the hire, he still was like all in on it being Quinn. So like,
0: it's not quinn it's montgomery we're all going to be cheerier at some point hopefully he's just as great at being with the media as as cassidy is and that we'll be happy anything i guess right now to just make me ignore sweeney and nailey i think is probably a good thing so that's what i'm hoping for the draft is coming up
1: it is this Wednesday? Is the first? Uh, is, is the first round? I really, believe the sixth.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna pose this question to you: What do we really need out of this draft? Centers. Okay, that's what I thought.
2: So, uh, we'll draft some defensemen instead.
0: Oh my god!
1: I mean, like I keep seeing Moxeff us taking fucking left wing in the second round. It's like, no. And like, there's actually like a solid number of like decency prospects that are going to be available in that range, in the range Boston's picking, which their first, their, their, their first pick is in 54th overall. And the guys going in the plus 10, it seemed to be in most dra- rankings and mocks in the plus or minus 10 of that range or centers. You got rather prominently David Goyette with the uh, Sudbury Wolves, who at one point was considered a first round uh, talent. Likewise, um, um uh, Jack, uh, Jack, Northeastern's Jack Hughes jacques son of kent Hughes. so actually yes um now that his dad is the gm in montreal jacques
0: Hughes. <laughs> oh my god jacques Hughes. oh can we have that jacques i would like a jacques <laughs> um Susie
1: marise marie's uh, bryce mcconnell barker um youngstown phantoms adam a- adam ingram like they're uh uh Green Bay Green Bay Gamblers uh, Ryan Green like there's a lot of of solid center guys who play center where we are going to be available in the 45 to 55 range in the 45 to 60 range. Honestly, like from what I've been reading, it sounds like this is a solid draft well into the third. Okay, that's helpful. Um, so you know that's it's good, you know, and there there there's interesting players that are going to be available when the Bruins pick ni- in the range of 91 as well. So. Overall team has six picks. Just uh so in the second they picked number fifty four. In the third, ninety one, which of course that's not their own pick. That's uh Calgary's pick that they got for Dan for Dan, uh, for, for Dan Vladar. Um Boston's oh, third of course went to Vladash. Ottawa in the, in the Riley in the Riley uh trade. Uh hundred and nineteenth in the fourth round. Uh no fifth round pick because that went to Ottawa in the Josh Brown trade. But, uh, <laughs>
0: okay, well the cost of do- doing business, I guess.
1: Yeah, uh, and then the in the sixth round they have hundred and one number one eighty three, and then in the seventh they have two picks, number two hundred and number two fifteen. Uh, two hundred they've got they got from Ottawa in the in the Josh Brown trade,
0: because
1: huh. it was like a fifth and a submission for Brown and a seventh.
0: Okay. So, uh,
1: yeah. Centers. 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 Center, center, centers. You can always turn them into
0: wings. But not the other way around. Centers, centers. Yeah, it's kind of the opposite of, of uh uh the offensive line of uh of an any given NFL team. You can make a tackle or a guard a center, but you cannot usually make a center a tackle. And uh that's why Damian Woody is uh just an example of an exception to the rule because he started out towards the center of the line and ended up becoming a tackle oh yeah that's that's curious is it not yeah but anyway mm-hmm. um so yeah centers draft the centers don all of them all of the centers you can get defensemen we're, we're okay with for right now next year maybe defensemen get jack hughes yes, I jack say there's hughes. not a lot of
1: defensemen and there's not a lot of defensemen in the pool but like there's also like not a lot of need for graduating defensemen particularly soon.
0: Nope. So, and I like defensemen, but that's not what we need. Ah, yes. Okay, so that's good. That's good. So we'll be able to talk about what they did draft. Hopefully, centers. Maybe we should all send a fax to to Don Sweeney. Don, you should really think about centers for this draft. Just centers. Okay. So then free agency starts up the week after, right? The 13th, is it? Uh, it's uh, yes. Oh Oh, what a happy birthday you'll have. That'll be fun. I love sitting in front of the TV and watching all this shit go down on that and, day. Yeah,
2: I assume most of the big free agency signs will happen on my birthday. But then there's, of course, the few lingering things which will last into the weekend. And I'll be without cell phone reception that weekend.
0: Oh. oh, going up into the Campy mountains! Camping
2: trip, yay! Oh, listeners, I I hate camping.
0: Oh yeah, you know what my idea of camping is? Mm-hmm. A hotel room. Oh yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah, that's that's me. I'm that is I am that princess. I am a hundred percent that princess. Me too. Yeah, so <laughs> like I can't wait. We'll go camping sometime. In a hotel, Hotel yeah. (laughs) Ooh, pillow forts. I mean, we can get adjoining rooms. We can have pillow. Oh my god, it's so great! I'm so glad at least one of my friends doesn't want to be an adult.
2: (laughs) During COVID, I made some pillow forts. Early days of COVID.
0: Oh yeah. Good luck with the camping, man.
2: So, we're we're camping four hours away, and it's still in North Carolina. So, like, it, North only North, Carolin, North Carolinians will get that. They're like, oh, so you're going, like, deep in the mountains. I'm like, yeah.
0: Well, you saw what I posted yesterday in our group yes. mm-hmm. about how, like, there are people in Rhode Island who get a beach house 20 minutes away from their house. That's
1: wild. No, no, and it's, it's it's a legit, like, Rhode Island meme that, you know, like, uh, if you're driving more than 30
0: minutes, you got to pack a lunch. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, you pack a bag, possibly, like a, in
1: a possibly an overnight bag. Yeah, <laughs> an
0: overnight bag for forty-five minutes. But it seems that the standard for travel in Rhode Island has shrunk even more to like twenty minutes is not bearable. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, whoa. You know, That's... Newport to, to to Portsmouth. Yeah. Well I
1: just think about how relatively when like, they're not crazy often we saw my, my my aunt and cousins who lived in in, in, in Cumberland when we were, you know, in, in, in Richmond. Like
0: That's a long drive, man. I hope I mean they, like you you gotta go through you had to go through Providence. <sighs> that in itself is a nightmare. It really is. It's especially now that they rearranged all the roads going through uh through Providence. It is so hard to figure out what lane you need to be in to get onto 95 South. Or if you want to go to 195. Oh my God. Oh God. You know, last time I went down home, I just went through 24 because it was easier. But anyway, yeah, yeah, you're right. You don't even have to leave the island and it's like too much. It is too much travel. Okay. And the island is a very small part of Rhode Island. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, on the flip side, at least, like, you guys had an excuse, like, being like, oh, man, I got to go to this other part of the state because it was actually inconvenient. <laughs> I, what do you mean
0: we had an excuse?
1: People who live on the mainland had no excuse. It's just apart from just being Rhode Islanders and being cranky about having to go board in five minutes away. Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> for us, it's like it was always crossing a bridge. And there's always inherent danger in crossing a bridge. <laughs> You had three bridges on the island that you you could get off the island or you can go by the ferry. Right. So it's like, you know, and uh, like if you were trying to get onto the mainland for the longest time, there was just the Jamestown Bridge, the old Jamestown Bridge, which was one way. Each, you know, one lane each direction, it was one of those high cantilever types, Mm. and it was just, it had those, like, those strips that were supposed to be anti-slip grips that always made you slip in the rain, and they were going, and you're always, like, trying to thread this needle of staying in your very narrow lane, you know, and, oh, my God, and I drove over that, I learned how to drive over that in a Mercury Grand Marquee Colony Park. A big-ass station wagon. And it was the station wagon that wanted to pretend it wasn't a station wagon. Okay? Oh, my God. So, yeah. Always, there was always danger, you know? Now it's 20 minutes. Like, 20 minutes is too far. And I'm just like, wow. That's, yeah, okay. I get it. I mean, Boston's an hour away from Boston. I'm an hour away from Boston. What I'm an I... hour
2: away
1: from
0: Boston. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite how that works. Oh. You're several many like hours an
1: hour away from Boston. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, if I go pick up Ben to go to Boston, it takes me 2 hours. <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, uh what I'm trying to say is that yeah, that four hours. I don't know if I could make it the four hours to get to a, a camping thing I don't want to do. But good luck to you. Thank you. Good luck.
2: I think the next time on the podcast, I, and if there's not much to talk about, I'll arbitrarily discuss. Uh, I have a ranking of uh, the, I guess, best drivers from North Carolina up to Massachusetts.
0: Oh. Because
2: I've done this trip to, uh, twice very recently, and I can give you some good, good I-95. Rankings. My
0: oh my thought has always been that Maryland has the worst drivers. They're just the ones that are the most clueless and they will just absent mindedly like sideswipe you off the road.
2: I will say Maryland has by far the dumbest traffic. You're like I'm in the middle of nowhere
1: and why is there bumper to bumper traffic? Because. Why not? It's a very Connecticut way of doing things. Mm, it's it's so yeah. Connecticut is
2: just gray. That's how I describe Connecticut.
0: Yep, it's just gray. gray. It's, like, it's like endless November. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Connecticut is just 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 ugh. So okay, I, I still I still want un- maybe I'll just Twitter it. That'll probably be more fun.
0: No, no, you can talk about it. We'll 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 save some time for you. But I just want to say this. Okay, ready? As a Rhode Islander, the irony is completely not lost on me that the two cups that I sent out for my two leagues were both sent to people who live in Connecticut.
2: Oh, I was about to like really bad talk Connecticut, but I'll stop now.
0: Oh, no, no. Connecticut wins. No, no, no. Bad talk.
1: Connecticut, absolutely bad talk. Connecticut, always bad talk. Connecticut.
0: Connecticut wins. <laughs> Connecticut wins this day. They win. They they both yeah. won the cups. You know, rightfully so. Good for them. Yep, both of my cups were sent to to Connecticut, and uh and I appreciate the pictures, Russ. That was fun. I can't yeah, wait Russ, to find out more.
1: Yeah, Russ,
2: congratulations. There yep. you go.
0: Don't take our hatred for Connecticut. You know, to, don't take it the wrong way. We just have our issues. I mean. Connecticut was always the thing that was in the way of my getting anywhere west of Rhode Island. I mean, like, I
1: feel like people in Connecticut must know that the rest of New England hates them.
0: Well, they they want to be part of the tri-state area, not New England, so... Which is funny, because
1: the tri-state area doesn't really want them either.
0: I don't know. Learn to read
1: a room, Connecticut. (laughs) (laughs) It takes me 45 minutes
2: to get through New York City. And then, so... Especially going north, and then like, oh boy, I got through New York City. Now I just need to get through Samford, Bridgeport, Milford, like Fairfield, like, like it's just, just, just straight grayness of traffic.
0: Welcome to my world. That is what it was like living in Rhode Island. Yeah, it's just Connecticut was always in the way.
2: Um, oh, listeners, if you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself. Is it worth buying an Easy Pass? Yes, 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 it is because you can then take the lower part of the George Washington Bridge, which saves you so much time. Anyway, it's enough about I ninety five.
0: He will give his update on the drivers the next time he's on, Mm -hmm. presumably after he's done camping. So there we go. You you were we're planning for riveting listening this this uh, summer, you Mm -hmm. know, in spurts. Not yes. all at once. We'll figure all of this out later. Because also, we have impen- impending baby coming later yes. this summer. Yes. So, do we know what baby is right now? No, I, I I, don't. I didn't want to, so we don't. Okay. So, it's baby hand grenade it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, anything else that we have to talk about with the ruins uh, nope, just uh, just stay tuned. as we enter silly season, no,
1: cause things are going to happen, and they might get and they might be strange. Will there
0: be silly string?
1: Uh, I'm going to bet no, because I doubt they're inviting Gritty.
0: <gasps> you know, I was really <laughs> hoping that Gritty would interview for the head coaching job, but you know, once Tortorella was signed in in Philadelphia, I felt like he was really pleased with that. I mean like again, it's just 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 this was just meant to happen. Torts torts and gritty are like cut from the same cloth. I think it's gonna be great.
1: I mean like Torts was Torts was born to Coach Philadelphia.
0: Oh my god, I know. I know. It's gonna be so fun. We're gonna hate them so much. It's gonna be great. Okay. <laughs> Alright. So I guess we could just wrap up the show. There are no games to really talk about because even though they announced the, the pregame or the preseason schedule who gives a fuck so <laughs> yeah just like whatever you know <laughs> it's like the same thing over and over again so okay yes let's go uh, so, yes
1: so listeners you've been listening to barely on topic you can find us wherever your favorite podcasts are found um you can uh, talk to us by following us on Facebook that's at barely on topic podcast or on Twitter at barely on topic and then of course there are individual Twitter accounts I for one them
0: at Dr. hand grenade.
2: I am at Nick Baggio,
0: and I am Vengeance dot com.
1: Oh, also known as VA from R I, and possibly a call from the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Why?
0: I I'm not directing it at rage, any.
1: Swearing, rage, anger, and vengeance. You know, usually, uh, usually they get they take they, they, they take interest in in vigilantism.
0: <laughs> okay, sure. Come and get me, feds. I'm right here. You know?
1: (laughs) Can't even finish that sentence. That's fantastic.
0: I don't know. How am I supposed to finish that sentence?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I don't have suggestions. Okay. Balls in your court.
0: (laughs) Like, you know where I am because you've been following me for a very, very long time. It's no mystery to me why I always get pulled out for the random checks when I go fly somewhere. So, fine. Come get me. (laughs) You're not going to learn anything. My life is really boring. Dot com.
1: Or FBA from R I. <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: word
0: gritty.
1: Word. Oh. <laughs>